You guys with me? Let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's word tonight. We honor God's word in the house. Amen. Thankful for God's word. Let's pick up at verse 11. Matthew eleven eleven. It says, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there has not risen greater, great, I'm reading this out of the King James Version, greater than John the Baptist now withstanding. He that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Father, tonight I pray, anoint my mouth, anoint my words. Father, I pray that, Lord, even in this sermon tonight, let things be clear. Lord, I pray, Lord, speak to people's hearts tonight. One word, Father, I know one word is what is, 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 is sometimes that's all it takes. One word from you, from the throne room of God. Father, that you would, you would move tonight on your people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. You know, I just want to say this uh, at first. You would be um, you would be very naive in our in our culture and in our world not to realize that we live in a spiritual world. You know, with with things that happen, things that go on, and you would you would be very naive to think that that there's not evil. Does everybody know that evil exists? So, e- evil is 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 a very real thing. But also is the goodness of God, where where there is you know where there's evil there's good, and so so we understand e- even at the very beginning there there are two things that are work. There's 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 good, which that's the side we're on. Amen. We're on the side of good, but we also understand that there's that there's there's evil also at work. As I as I pondered this scripture, and even last week when I, I you know Pastor Miranda preached the, the word, it was a powerful word. You know, I, um, I, I begin, you know, I tell you as a pastor, I'm going to just slow down a second. As a pastor, one of the things that I, I find myself often doing is, is, is evaluating is, is, you know, is, is this what the people need to hear? Is it, it you know, is, is this a, is this an in season word for our people? And, and we take it very serious as pastor Miranda said today, you know, you know the the amount of study, the amount of time praying over a word and, and different things. It, it it's something that you you're trying you you want to make sure you have the heartbeat of the people, because you know it, it, you know as I said even in prayer this morning, we we can't go out here far ahead and not have and and not have linked arms with people to to go that direction, because it, you know it would be like Pastor Moran and I just pushing against the wall. But when you bring people together and when you bring you bring an army of people together and, and, and you begin to link arms, you can begin to you can begin to have an impact, a, a greater impact much quicker. And, uh, you know, I, I want to say this because e- even out of this passage, so, there's something very unique ab- 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 about being an aggressive Christian. <laughs> you guys are saying, oh, he, you know, are, are we you know, you're a Christian, you're supposed to just lay down. Let people spit on you. Let people trump over top of you. Let people kick you when you're down. That's not what the Word of God says. And there, there's got to be something in this hour that begins to, to, to raise up in people that says, you know what, no. You know, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been advancing. And the, and the violent ones are the ones that, that, that will seize that will seize the day. That will they'll seize the opportunity. Now, listen. You you can be you can be passive. You 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 can you can shrink back. 
But I'm going to tell you, the army of God is advancing on earth today. It's advancing. And, you know, and, and it, it, what I want to say tonight, please get this. You, you know, there's got to be something on the inside of you that rises up that says, no, I'm not, I'm not backing down. No, I'm not going to, I'm not bowing to Baal. I'm not, I'm not leaning into allowing the enemy to gain one step in my life. And I, 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 be, let me be very transparent tonight. It's a very real battle. It's very real. So much that, you know, <laughs> you know as a pastor, I love revival. I, I love it. I love it when we come in here and we hit it hard. And, you know, I, the excitement around revival. But you know what? As a pastor, you know what happens? You know that as the week closes, you know, there's a fight. Let me say, let me tell you this. There's a fight as every time, every time we do special meetings that, you know, we're in prayer. Because there's a war going on. There's a war that's raging. There's things that are happening. And, you know, what, what you know, I'm, I, I did a lot of praying the week of Revival Week. You know, it's not anything specific, but you feel the pull. You feel the pull. You, you feel the pull of, you know, to stay focused. To stay focused. It's like, what, where, where did, you know, it was Pastor Moran and I. I said, you know, she'd come in one day. She said, you know, we, we've got to serve during this revival. I said, you're right. Let's serve. I was in the parking lot. She's in the camera. Why? Because, because we, we want people to be able to connect to God. But see, this is the key. You, you know, when you think about, it, about an aggressive kind of faith, you, you, you see, I know that as a pastor, that week's going to end. It's going to come to a close. And then we're going to roll around to the beginning of a new week. It's going to be Monday. And then we don't have revival services. And then, then it's like, okay, now what? I don't have that place that I can connect to. I don't have that place that I can go and feel like I'm getting fueled up every night. You know, anybody follow me tonight? Because, because see, it's important that you understand that revival, the very, the very core and the very nature of revival, it lives within you. It's the power of God. You know, and I love Acts 1.8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You, 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 everyone in here, you shall receive power. And you know, listen, I love revival. We'll, we'll hold more revivals. My, my, you know, you build, you build up, you know, the first year or two, it was, we, we, we pressed to be able to hold revival meetings. Because, you know, we, we knew that getting people in, in special meetings like that would, would take time to build. And, and we would pray, you know, Lord, that people would come in and, and, and receive, receive the word of God. To get, you know, guys, listen. You know, to even get new people into the house of God that can sit in service over an hour is a big deal. <laughs> a- amen? <laughs> to, to, you know, because, well, yeah, McDonald's is still open. You know, praise Jesus, Brother Larry. So, you know, uh, you know so. But, the, but, but th- this is the thing that I want you to get rooted in your spirit. I want you to get, you know, it's your soul, it's your mind, your will, your emotions, that you, you have to get rooted in this, that, you know what, e- even, you know, the enemy, the Bible says, comes in like a flood, but God has raised up a standard. You are the standard. You, you are the standard that knocks the head off the devil every time. Every time. It's not, you know, we, you, you don't give the enemy a foothold. You don't allow the enemy to come in and, and, and begin to, to, to choke out those things. I'm going to cover that here in a second. Praise God. Praise God. But listen, <laughs> violent men cease it by force. You've got to be aggressive. Guys, you can't, listen, 
You've got to be aggressive when you pray. You know, you, you, you've got to be a, you've got to be aggressive when you pray. You've got to be you've got to be listen, you've got to be aggressive when you get out of bed in the morning. You're not going to feel like going to work every day, right? You're not going to feel like going to college class every day, right? You have it yeah, in life. I got to tie my shoe before I fall down. In life, you want to come here a second? Here, go, go ahead and give him. Go ahead and give him two minutes. Or so. I'm gonna get off. You got to be violent. You got to be aggressive. Because the violent take it by force. Amen. Amen. It's good, Marin. It's just good stuff. It's good stuff. But violent men seize it by force. See, it's it's not just the action of, of taking it. It's 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 inward. You've got you've got to begin to feel it here. Have you ever had to contend for a healing? Anybody ever, ever had to contend for something? You know you 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 know that God's able to do it in an instance, right? You got you guys. You know that God can do it now, but you know. But it's like there's something in you that you know that has to rise up on inside of you and say, "No, no, no! I'm going to contend for this," or "I'm believing for a brother," "I'm believing for a sister in Christ to, to, to be saved," or I'm, "I'm believing this way." There's something in you that causes you to get aggressive. You may cry, you may laugh, you you you, you may be turned upside down, but there's something in you that causes you. To be able to say, no, I'm not giving, I'm not giving place to the enemy here. You know, even, even when it's, <laughs> even when it gets cloudy, I'm not giving place to the enemy. It's not just the action of, of being aggressive, but it's, it's, it's an inward attitude. I'm going to tell you, it's all, it, you know, so much about your faith walk is about your attitude. If you've got a sucky attitude, I said sucky. If you've got a sucky attitude. Your outlook on things is going to be gloomy. If, 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 you're, if your attitude is, well, it'll happen if, it, if it's meant to happen. Jesus will do it if Jesus wants to do it. That, that's not an aggressive faith. You've got to know what the Word of God says. If God wants this to happen for me, He'll, 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 he'll come down and move me. God doesn't work that way. You move God. Your faith moves God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible. But what moves God? Your faith moves God. Amen? Your faith moves Him. Mm. You know, James 1, and, 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 see, and, and I think sometimes that the context of Scripture, we, we, you, have to, you have to see it, you have to evaluate it, you have to chew on it sometimes, and you, and you, have, to, you have to look at it, because, because you know, what Scripture, what the Word, what the word of God does is it, be, it, begins to, it begins to poke a hole in, in maybe your belief system. It begins to touch the heart in an area like, uh, I don't want to deal with that right now. I don't want to deal with, with my attitude. I don't want to deal with matters of the heart. I, 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 I'm excited. That'll be good. I don't want to deal with just feeling this way, so nah, I'm just going to ignore that. But listen, every time we push away, we push away those things, a lot of times we, we can give place to the enemy. Because you know what happens is it keeps us from moving to a place where we remain aggressive in our faith, saying, you know, no, no, my God is able. Amen? I tell you, you know, to lay things bare before the Lord, <laughs> there's been a few times in my life, you know, you know, I, I shared this morning, and I... You know, I shared this morning. You know, as as a child, I, I was uh, I was uh, I was abused as a child. 
it's not something I have a problem talking about. It's not something that, uh, that I haven't counseled people around for years. I, I have. And um, some of you are like, well, I didn't know that, you know. Um, but it was something that when I, when I met God and I could begin to really see the nature of our God, how loving and how caring, how, how, how he cared for me. I, I, begin, I begin to have a fresh outlook on life. It, it was something completely different. You know, because, see, because see, I, I realized, you know, that I, there's things that I had done I'm not, I wasn't proud of. There had been things that I've said that I, I've, you know, I've not been proud of. But when I truly begin to connect to God and see God as my Savior, um, follow me, because see, because see that, that, this is what makes me aggressive. This is why I love doing what I do. This is why I love telling people about Jesus, because I, you know, I know all that hurt, all that pain, all that junk that was locked up inside of me as a kid that I couldn't explain was gone just like that. Because I met him. I met the master. You know, I remember people coming to me, you know, don't you need counseling? I had counseling. I met the master. I met the master counselor. You know, do you, do you still have to deal with thoughts? Do you still have to deal with things? Do you still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 can, you can go through life doing that. You can hold regret. You can, you can, guys, you can't go back to your past and get anything back. Nothing is going to change. It is the past. Amen. It's why, it's why I'm, guys, it's why I'm so keen on teaching people forgiveness. And I don't harbor feelings in my heart with people. Do I get mad? Yeah, I get mad. That's true. My kids would probably vouch for that. Dad's upset, you know, or, you know. But I, I don't hold that. I don't harbor that because it's not, it's not worth. It's not worth having a heart of bitterness, a heart of unforgiveness. Matters of the heart. Because if, if I begin to focus on my heart and how I've been mistreated or how I've been hurt, guess what? I magnify the problem. I don't magnify my Jesus. Hmm. I don't magnify my Jesus. In an instant, he, 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 he takes that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I publicly have maybe spoken once or twice about this. I, I very seldom have. One other time in a meeting in Hawaii, I, I knew I was in a prayer circle, and I was, I was, uh, we, we were gathering in a prayer circle, and, and the Lord revealed to me about 10 of the 20 people there had dealt with that. I was like, wow, that's when I was learning how to hear from the Holy Spirit. The Lord said, you got to minister from this point because people need healing. <laughs> you lay, you know, I've got nothing to hide. You lay it bare before the Lord. You can't get locked up in your mind. Listen, if you get locked up in your mind, it will keep you f from fulfilling what God wants you to do. You can mask, you can hide behind things your whole life. I'm going in another direction. I'm not meaning to tonight. You can, you, you can hide behind things. You can hide behind a, 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 you know, a matter of the heart your whole life. Abuse is one of those areas. People 60, 70, 80 years old happen to them. They, they'll, they'll go to the grave, never just bearing that guilt, that shame, everything that comes along with it. 
There's been times I've been in the altars with people. And all I've had to say is, I know. And people would look at me and say, you do, don't you? Yeah, I know. I prayed for a lady in Parkersburg, and that's all I said, I, I know. And she hit the floor, <laughs> and she cried out to a God. And, now, and you, know, you know what she said to me? She said, I, I needed that break in my life. And, I, you know, listen, and, and again, it, it's what the Lord does. And, guys, listen, you, you know, <laughs> we've got to allow, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit into our life to, to, to dissect, to touch the things that can be tough in life. Because if you're not, you know, listen, if you're not willing to let him in to touch the tough things or the things you hold or the things that you bury, you know what? You, you'll never you'll never have a violent faith for Jesus. Because he wants it all. Your hurt, your pain. He carries it, right? He says, my burden is light. You know, one thing as a pastor, I know things happen to people. Things happen to people. You know, why do I stand on an X during service? I love him. I glorify and worship him because, because of who he is, not because of who anybody in here is. As for that matter, I, I do it because I love him. I come here, I stand on an X, and you know what? I, I, I'm looking straight ahead. My eyes are fixed upon him. Why? why? Because I, I, I raise my hands because of who he is. Because of what he's done, I'm at my lane. He set me free. He's delivered me. He's healed me. He's forgiven me when I was in the wrong. I don't. Anybody else ever been in the wrong? <laughs> More times than I can count. He healed me. He set me free. He delivered me. That's why I raised my voice. That's why I choose to say, you know what, God, I, I, you have all of me. God's looking for a people that he says, can, he's not, please hear this, he's not looking for just a piece of you. He's looking for all of you. Because listen, when we move to a place of real surrender, you know, revival is continual. It's continual. It's continual. You're not clouded by, you, you know, you're not clouded by your past. You know, tonight I'm going to tell some of you, some of you tonight need to say, my past I, I leave it here tonight at an altar. And I, and, but, but please hear me. I'm being very serious about this. You've got to, you, you've got to get to a place where, where this altar, where it matters enough to say, you know what, my, my, I'm, giving, I'm giving up whatever I've got to give up to go to another level. This isn't about Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda wanting people to come to an altar to feel, feel closer to anybody. It's not about that. It's about, it's about a heart connection. It's about you get, coming to a place that, you know what, Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm in and I'm willing. Help me, Lord. My prayer before I come here tonight, Lord, help me. I don't always know where this is going to go. I know what scripture God gives me. But I need the Holy Ghost, just like you need the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God is a deliverer. <laughs> All that stuff, he, 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 you know what I, what I love about God? He mocks the enemy. <laughs> Man, God is good. 
You know, James 1, and I, I want to say this because out of, out of the context of this scripture, one of the things, that, and I might hang around this maybe for another week, but, but out of the context of this scripture, you know, in James, in James 1, it says, But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. You can't be double-minded. You, you, you can't be a double-minded person and, 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 and truly walk where God has called you to walk. Sometimes God does, sometimes God doesn't. Sometimes It's like what Pastor Miranda said today. You don't choose to live a life of mountains and valleys. Mountains and valleys. I'm happy today, I'm sad tomorrow. I'm happy today, I'm sad tomorrow. I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. You, you, you're not a yo-yo. God doesn't have you on a string. Doing, that's not what God does. You, you, you've got to put your feet solid. I'm not going to be moved by a circumstance, by a situation. My God forgives me. If I've got to repent, I repent. I, you, I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to be moved by God. I'm going, I'm going to be moved by, by what God wants me to be moved by. You guys all right tonight? Am I okay tonight? It's hot in here, isn't it? And Brother Larry and Brother Don said yes. But you can't, please understand, to have an aggressive, violent faith, you, 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 you can't be double-minded. You can't, you can't wake up today. Well, God worked today. Tomorrow he doesn't work. It's like giving. You, you know, God's not, God, you, you, you got to get it here in your mind. You got to get it in your soul. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about yourself. It's like well, why I felt to pray for you. Because you're willing to give up of yourself to tell people about Jesus. Because I, I have this picture that you're walking through the halls with a big smile on your face, inviting people to church. That sounds about right, right? Yeah. And so, so it's just like, it, because it's, you're laying down of self to say, you know what, this matters. <laughs> this matters. Matters of the heart. You, we, <laughs> what, what keeps us? What keeps us from pressing? What keeps us from moving forward? What, 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 what blocks us? You know, as a pastor, you think, man, you're really touching. You're really getting touchy-feely here tonight. What blocks us from accelerating with Jesus? What, what keeps us What keeps us from going that extra mile? What, you know, uh, man, when I, when I was learning how to submit, when I was learning how to submit to an authority, to a senior pastor, God checked me. He kept checking me. Well, I don't know that I see things quite that way. It's not about matter of seeing things quite that way. It's a matter of it's a matter of me connecting my heart to to to, to his heart, to understand his vision, and then him say, "Your vision is my vision." Can I tell you that in this house, your vision is our vision? And people come to me and say, I, "Pastor, I, I feel to be an evangelist. I want to win souls." Yes, yes, that's what we're right on board. Amen. Hey, I feel to start a men's group. Praise Jesus. Yes. That's exactly what we want to do. I feel to have a healing ministry. We believe in healing. Amen. I want to work with college kids. Praise Jesus. We, we can do that. You know, it, wow. What's my vision? To see the kingdom of God advanced. And I know, I know in my spirit that it's going to take a tenacity. It's going to take people with a violent faith that say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting off the bus here. I'm not, you know, I'm just not going <laughs> to 
cruise along and hope something happens. I want to tell you, people that just cruise through life, they'll never see the power manifest manifestation of God in their life. You, you can cruise as a Christian. You can go through the motions. I'm, I'm, guys, you're here on a Sunday night, so please please understand me. Everybody knows that I'm talking about somebody else tonight, right? Right? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about somebody else. You, but you can go through life, and you can cruise. You can hit cruise control, and you, good message. That was good. And, and, then, and then you can wake up tomorrow, and you can feel junk. And that junk can dictate the rest of your week. Right? Pastor Brad's being very real tonight. Very real. Guys, the same things that you guys deal with, my wife and I deal with. You know what? You know, you know it's the one thing that, that I realized that the, perp- the, the, the issue of calling was because I realized that even my, my, my praise, I could praise myself through some of this stuff. I got revelation. I got revelation that when, that when things started happening, I could call upon my God. I, you know, because I called on him when I was younger. I met him. And he took hatred. He took bitterness. He took the desire for me to want to kill somebody out of my heart. Just like that. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's good. That's the God we serve. And that's what he does. He, he, you know, he, he goes like he's sharing too much information tonight. So. But, but see, that's what he does. And then he puts, he puts us in a place. He puts us in a place where he says, look, look, I can use you. I, I, I can use you because you're yielding. You're willing. Amen. And then when I mess up, you know what he does? He slaps me around. He slaps me. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He may have been slapped around. Yeah, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He'll slap you around and say, come on now, get, get it together. You big wussy, you big sissy, get it together. Quit complaining. Quit complaining. Quit nagging. Quit, quit whining, you big whiner. Does the Holy Spirit ever talk to you that way? He does me. Quit whining. I, I get that. And my wife sometimes will say, quit whining. Yeah, okay. Not a lot she does she say that, but but sometimes, you you know, suck it up. You're right. I made a comment the other day about getting older. She's like, you've got to quit saying that. you got to quit saying that. I said, you're right. You're right. She was right, you know. I'm young. I'm healthy. Amen. I'm going to be strong. Amen. Got to lose a few pounds, but Amen. But, the, but, but, you know, it's, it's all a matter of so many times of what comes out of your mouth. I'm, I'm going to stay here. So don't be double-minded. Amen. Don't be double-minded. Know what you know. It's so important. Sound doctrine. It's important you know why you know. What, it's important that you know that you, you know what the Word of God says. Let me back up. You know what the Word of God says about you. You know, winning as a Christian, it, it begins in the soul of a person. Your mind, your will, your emotions, winning. Winning. You, you have to choose to be a winner. Does anybody like being a loser? Who in here likes being a winner? Yeah, Tyler, you don't play golf to lose, do you? It's not fun to lose, is it? No. I, you strike me as somebody that really hates to lose. Yeah. Like if you and Jess are playing, I'm sure it's very competitive. I'm sure, I'm sure Jess is very competitive. God's designed you to be a winner. But you have to follow the actions of a winner. You, you, listen, you have, you, you have to follow the actions of a winner. You, you can't go through life doing loser things. 
you, 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 you have to choose to do things. You know, why do I read the books I read? Why do I read investment books? Because I want to know what this guy, I'm going to say something. Because see, in our culture today, that can seem violent. You mean, you, you mean that's what you know? That's what I would do. I would have a tenacity in me. Whether I had kids, didn't have kids, didn't have a wife, it wouldn't matter. I would do whatever I could do to advance. <laughs> and see, that, that's the thing. You're, you know, your generation, I believe, is going to catch this. They're going to catch this. They're going to catch, the, you know, they're going to catch that fire. Where they're not just sitting around waiting on, you know, <laughs> getting, I hope you're not getting an art degree. Please don't tell me anybody's getting an art degree. So, you know, okay, praise you. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with art degrees. I'll tell you a funny story, but now I'll go ahead and tell a story because it's good. It's, you want to make people mad in college. I, 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 I sat with some art students one time, and I just asked literally good questions. What are you going to do with your art degree? Well, and every one of them said, I don't know. Then I said, why are you getting an art degree? And everybody got mad at me in the room. Not just one, a whole room of 35 people. I w then why are you getting an art degree? Not a one of them could tell me why they were getting an art degree. You're going to drop eighty-five dollars to $100,000 on an education and you don't even know what you're going to do. It was a valid question, I thought. I wasn't, well, I wasn't saved then. It was a very valid question. But I was asked to leave that event. I left. So I'm glad I'm thankful you guys aren't getting art degrees. So listen, you know, in life you you, you guys you, you can't be you can't be a sleepy Christian. You can't you can't be sleepy. You 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 have to begin to pay attention. You you can't you can't be asleep. You, you, you've got to shake yourself. You've got to wake yourself up to the things of God. You've, you've got to be mindful. You've got to be mindful of your surroundings. You've got to be mindful of God. You can't you can't just walk through life just hoping things happen or 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 you know be 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 that sleepy Christian. You'll never advance in life. In the, you, listen, you can advance in life. <laughs> and people's like, "Wow, I said home play video games." Yeah, and people do make money. But how are they advancing the kingdom of God? I, you know, I you know you know how many kids I meet. You know, and I, and I remember over a period of time, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to, I want to develop games. Like, oh, you do? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working with a programmer. We're gonna. No, you play Xbox ten, ten hours a night. That's what you do. You 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 have no, you you know you have no. There's anyway. I got to get off that. Can't do. You you can't you. <laughs> You, you, you can't you can't be a sleepy Christian. And, and, and secondly, listen, you know, if you're going to have a violent faith in God, you, you can't live off your feelings. Your feelings will take you. <laughs> your feelings will you if you allow your emotions and your feelings to dictate you, how many times would you skip uh, skip preaching if your feelings were running you? Several, right? Yeah. You know what would ha what would it be if Pastor Brad and Pastor Marina just didn't feel like coming to church on Sunday morning? Where's the pastors? <laughs> See, I, I I don't run my life off of my feelings. I I you know I get up at six a.m. for prayer. Why? Because I do, do, does everybody feel like getting out at six six a.m. No. <laughs> 
You sometimes you got to shake yourself. In the, yes, you shake yourself. You get up and you do it. Amen. I, it's why, why do I do? It's not about how I feel. I, I feel like you know. I feel like just standing over there, minding my own business. And it, it, it's it's. I do it because I love Him. I do it because I, I want to honor Him. I want to glorify Him. Does anybody get anything tonight? You guys, you know, I don't know, Pastor. You're scaring me. <laughs> You can't live off of your feelings. You can't live off your feelings. Listen, if you choose in life to live where your feelings take you, you will live an absolute life of ups and downs. Guaranteed. You'll go from one high to one low to one high to one low. And I'm going to tell you what will happen, that if you live that way, what will happen, the lows will overtake the highs. And you'll become a miserable, hard-hearted person later in life. Not that God can't reverse that. If people will press into God, God they, they, they can. Not, I'm praying for people now that I know that God needs to get a hold of their heart now because their salvation is in question. Because they started living a life of lows and it just and everything out of their mouth was pity me, pity this. I, you, you've got to kick that stuff out now. You, when you're young, you've got to kick it out now because if you don't, that stuff will, it will get seeded in you. It'll get rooted in your heart and it'll take you out. And, you know, honestly, it takes a lot of people, you know, it takes a lot of, you know, even, even believers that will take home early because they don't, <laughs> they don't watch what they say. And they've got to complain about everything. Well, the church this, the church that, and the church, 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 church. I mean, I, I, we've only ministered for 12 years, so I, I, I can't even sit here and tell you that I've been at this a very long time because it's not a long time. But the number of times I have to hear people say, well, the church, 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 and church people, and this church this, and church that. I, I, cry me a river. Get over it. That, that <laughs> You've been hurt. Get in line. Get in line. Wh wh who do you think, how special do you think you are? That, that you think you, get, you should get a badge for being, being hurt? You should get a trophy? I mean, because, because see, that's, that's, the kind of stuff that, that's the kind of stuff that we want to patty cake, even in Christianity. And we want to say, we want to excuse and say, it's okay. You can, you can be here and I'll pet you, I'll stroke you, I'll make you. You know, it's, it's not about that. It's a... It's a <laughs> Guys, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I promise you, I'm not even trying to be funny tonight. But I, but I, I want you to understand that, you know, God, God wants, he, he, he wants all of you. He, he truly wants all of you. You know, your feelings, guys, I, I don't, don't allow your feelings to dictate you. If you're feeling depressed, what does the word of God say about joy? Hmm. If you're feeling <laughs> you're, fe you're feeling hurt by something, what does the word of God say about hurt? Can I can I give you just a little tip? It's really we didn't have this tool that you guys have now called Google. You can type in I'm depressed, scriptures around depression, and you can get about 65 scriptures. You can you can you can um you can, you can, um, you, what else would it be? Um, um, you, anything. 
You can find scriptures around anything. My heart is, my heart's broke. Well, how does, what does the word of God say about heartbreak? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm upset or I'm offended. What does the Bible say about offense? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, even just touching on it today, you know, Matthew 24, 10, you know, that in the last days, offenses will, will grow. People will begin to be offended. Do we deal with offenses today in this generation of people? Yeah. My, my generation people, they, they get, <laughs> they're, they're probably the, I shouldn't say the king of offense, but, but a lot of people in my age group are offended. They're the ones always complaining about the church. See, and I th- that's why I think I'm so, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this generation of young people because I don't feel like they're tainted as much as some, as, as some are. That, are that are even older. Well, the church, you know, they're not looking at it from that angle. <clears throat> this wasn't where I was thinking it was going to go tonight. I want to close with this. I want to close with one last thing. Um, Actually, let's let's go to Joshua. Let's slip let's slip there real quick. Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. <clears throat> Joshua chapter one. I'm just pick up at verse one. It says, After the death of Moses, servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, assisting him, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore go and arise over the Jordan. <clears throat> what did he say? He said, Go. He said, Go. He said, go, around, go, go over this, Jordan, and all this people for the Lord which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that your soul of your foot will tread upon you, I have given you, as I said to Moses, for the wilderness and in Lebanon, from the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea towards, um, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Guys, you catch this. This is a promise. This is a promise to Joshua, but guys, listen, there, there are things that you can stand on, 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 on in the Word of God. That you, you, can, you can read this and you can say, the very thing that Joshua has, I can possess that. You know what it's going to take? It's going to take obedience. Joshua, was an, he was obedient. You remember he was one of the spies that spied out the land. He come back with a good report. Ten other ones didn't have such a good report. But you know, listen. You you, (laughs) this is a picture of your life. This this is this is what God will do for you. It says, "No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance to the land which I swore to the fathers to give to them." And, you know, listen, guys, you, you, you have to be willing to, to go into go 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 into the things. And, you know, was was Joshua was there a violence in here? God had given him a promise, but he seen the promise and he said, you know what? My faith, my faith is going to carry me into this. I'm going to tell you something about about Joshua, because and I think it was Pastor Daniel Bracken that preached on was all right. The 
you, you know, the, the giant that fell was, was, uh, was Og the giant. Before he actually went and he crossed the river, he was in a great battle. You're going to have to confront some things in your life. Period. You, you want to talk about having a, a, ten, a, ten, a tenacious faith, to have, to have a faith that's going to, you're going to have to confront some things. You, you, you <laughs> Every believer will have to confront stuff in their life. Matters of the heart. I'm not even, we're not even talking about that. You'll have to confront it. It may be a person that you have to confront. But you know what I found about confronting people? If I've been hurt by a person, you know what I do? <laughs> because I learned about forgiveness early on in my Christian walk. I forgive you. <laughs> you know what that does? It releases me. It releases me. When I forgive, when I have the action of forgiveness, you know what? It, 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 it's, it's now. Now I, can take, now I can take ground because I'm not harboring a hard heart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not standing. I'm not saying, you know, you know, Lord, if only you. No, no, I, 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 I've actually put action to it, and I've actually walked in it. Amen. I've walked, man, I've walked in forgiveness. Man, you know, <laughs> some of the things that have been said about us, I... I'm glad I'm saved. Some of it would have been hard. Some of, some of it would have caused me to, I, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think I would have done. I just, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've forgiven me. Lord, forgive them. A lot of times it's forgive them for they, not, they don't know what they're doing. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they're, I want to say this, sometimes it's sent from the devil it's himself. People will be sent into your life to disrupt things. You've got to weigh those things out in life. That's why, that's why it's, we're talking about church stuff, why it's important to be in a church. Listen, if you're out here all alone by yourself, it's so easy to get picked off, period. You'll get an error in your back, and then you'll walk down the road, and then you'll have another one, and then you'll have another one. You'll be, what is that feeling? Why do I feel this way? And you don't have anybody to talk to. Time and time and time again. That, that, I, I, that's, that's the hardest part for a pastor. People get wounded and you're like, man, I just, can I help? You know, can, I, can I tell you that as a pastor, and, and it, it's not like I have prophetic words over everybody. But you can see a lot in the spiritual realm when people are hurting. I myself have been hurt. In a very, in a very significant way, I can see it's something I see. It's 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 why I know it's why I'm compa- why I have compassion in certain areas of my life because I want to watch people break through this thing. I want to watch people get on the other side because it keeps them, it blocks them, it blocks them from having having a faith, uh, having a faith in God that He can do it all. He can do it all. He can do it all. But you're going to have to confront some things in life. What are, the, what are those things for you? I don't know. I, I realize that always going to the next level is always about a level of consecration. <laughs> and it hurts sometimes. <laughs> you know, what's the pastor mean by consecration? It's the cutting away and giving up of a little more. 
a, li- a little, it's a dying to myself. It's, it's, a, it's the cutting away of, of a little more. Lord, I, how can, you know, so you ever get to a place, I don't know how I can give you anymore. The Lord's like, oh, no, 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 you, there's more. <laughs> there's, there's more. <laughs> and, and, you know, in David Oedepo, I love it because he talks about it, and I'm just, you know, I've never been on a, a, an 80-day fast or a 60-day fast. I've never done, I've never done what, what, what some, you know, I, if, if I die fasting, I die. I've never done that. But I know men of God that have. If I, it, you know, young Icho had a church of like six to 10,000 people. And he said that if my church doesn't grow, I would rather be dead. He, he fasted. His wife was concerned. It was 6,000. It was, it was, I mean, it was a big, huh? It was, it was a big, <laughs> that's a lot of people, right? But if this church doesn't grow, I'd just soon die. And it's a church already of six, 7,000. Dr. Morocco tells the story. He said, you know, he said, you want to go to a prayer meeting? He said, go to Dr. Cho's church. He said, Pastor Brad, he said, you know, and I, and I love the story. He said, I'll never forget the time that I preached in that service. And he said, 300,000 people in a service, and they got to ring the bell to keep people, to, to have people quit praying. He said, now you want to talk about a prayer meeting? He said, 300,000 people praying in the Holy Ghost and praying, actual praying, opening their mouth, praying, praying, praying. Praying. That's a pra- he said, that's a prayer meeting. He told that he told that to a, a group of us in Maui that had like 500 people in Maui at a prayer meeting. We were like, Brother Greg got to see some of that in one of the meetings. I mean, when it went one morning, there's probably four or 500 people in Maui praying. How do they pray in Maui? Fervently. That's how they pray, right? You don't walk into that prayer meeting. People aren't sit- people are standing on their feet. They're praising God. They pray. They pray out loud. That's the example. That we set. Amen. That's the example that you set. Fervently. That's how they pray. I, you know, the number one question Dr. Morocco would ask me when we first got here, he would a- always ask me, are you praying? Do you have EMP? Yes, doctor, I'm praying. How many people? Right now, it's just Moran and I. He said, well, you keep praying. Ha, ha, ha. You know, he'd just laugh. He would just laugh. You keep praying. You'll have more people added to that group. COVID hit, God give us a strategy for the prayer meeting. Guys, I, I, I'm all <laughs> I answer to somebody too. I have an authority over me. It's, it's why we talk about prayer. It's why we, it's why we, it's why we do, it's why we're, it's why we have a go team. It's why we now, now, right now, this very hour, we need to recruit people to the go team. I can drive the van to the outreach you know, I, I can I can go cruise with somebody and watch them or learn how they pray so I can begin to so I can begin to grow in this. You know, we're we're, we're looking about other facilities. And I told Brother Don the other day, and I'm I'm praying. I'm praying about how we strategize about what by, by what we do. And I said, if we can consistently be in three facilities by the end of this year, serving those facilities with a passion and a zeal, and people are on fire to want to go do it. That's a huge win because I know that people are going to get saved and people are going to learn. Could God give us more? Yeah. He could absolutely give us more at, at any given time. But you, you, you see, my faith is, is, is for that. But my faith is, you know, I don't want to go be a light and burn out. God didn't call me to Fairmont. He didn't call me to North Central West Virginia to be a light and burn out. Everything we do, it's a building block. It's a foundation. There's why, that's why we do the things we do. 
Uh, great serving church. Kudos. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what people do in here. And, uh, you know, we're going to have, <laughs> there'll, there'll be more. Amen. Guys, every, every day I'm challenged. As your pastor here in Fairmont, I'm challenged. I'm, I'm, I'm challenged to press in. Amen. You know, I, some of you I keep up week, with weekly. Sometimes you'll, you'll get a call from me. Why? It's because you're on my heart. You're sincerely on my heart to call and pray, pray for. And the ones that aren't, <laughs> a lot of times the ones aren't, that aren't here are the ones that I'm trying to get in communication with. And as this church grows, it, you know, it's like the other day, I, I sent a message to Brother Greg. Greg, can you send this brother a message? You know how nice that is? <laughs> you know how nice that is? Because, you know, sometimes they... <laughs> You know, why, you know why life groups are important? Because sometimes they're not going to respond to the pastor, but they'll respond to somebody in a life group. You guys, you guys catch that? They'll, they'll knock, they'll, ah, oh, the pastor's calling. He knows something about me. He's got a word. No word, just concern. Like, like, like anybody else would be. Or then you get that, well, I just, they're, they're too concerned. They call all the time. Because we know there's a real enemy. <laughs> And your life looks like it's headed that direction. It does. It's not. You don't have. You, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure some of this stuff out. When somebody walks into your church and they wreak alcohol again, you know, like yeah, you might have a little bit. You might be struggling a little bit there. Praise God, God can fix that. I'm not upset. I, 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 I'm not upset. You come in, smell like weed. I'm not upset. Okay, you had a setback. Praise God. Let's get you back in it. Let's get you back into the water. Amen. Okay, you're back to ankle deep. Let's get you in over your head. Praise Jesus where all this goes. That's, that's what we do. That's who we are here. <laughs> We're not perfect. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, we <laughs> God's doing something, guys. And I, I'm telling you, 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 have, you, have to, you have to pursue God with a passion. And you think about when, you know, the, the violent, the, the, the violent take it. Bringing it all back around. You're going you're gonna to have to roll your sleeves up. And you're going to have to examine your heart. You're going to have to look at things in your own life and say, you know, what do, I, what do I have to, what do I have to get? What root do I have to dig up? What root's there? Is it pride? Is it envy? Is it hatred? Is it hurt? Is it unforgiveness? You think Pastor Brad's always talking about, you know, offense and unforgiveness. It's, it's very real. I know people walk with it and carry it. People will carry it their whole life. Not until it's completely cut away. Doesn't mean you won't get hurt again tomorrow. It just means that now, now because you won't pick that back up again, hmm, praise God. Minister Mark, I, she's a prime example. I, I know. I, I mean, I know, I know past stuff. But, but you walk in love. And where were you at today? Another level of surrender. I, I mean, I, I knew it. I knew it. A cutting away. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. It's just a cutting away. It's another place of surrender. I'm willing to meet God right there. And I'm not saying others weren't dealing with things today. I'm, sh I'm sure they were. It's hard to come out of services like this morning and be not, not willing to say, you know, what do I need to examine? that I can get closer with God, that I can draw closer, that I, that I know that I can, I can go to another level with Him. What is it that I need to do? 
How much does he want? All of you. Amen.